0: With me? Hallelujah. You bring your Bibles today? Amen. Say, This is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive. The incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm so glad you're here this morning. You could have stayed home. Amen. Negative 35 degrees, wind chill out there. Could have stayed home. That bed seemed awful nice this morning, I'm sure. I'm so glad you're here. You know, any time that we meet together as a body of Christ, as, as a church, we're always in the will of God. Amen. And then he says, it says in the Bible that we should be meeting more frequently as the time approaches, at the, as the end approaches, amen. So I'm so thankful, glad that you're here this morning. Hallelujah. Last week I talked about <clears throat> being adopted into God's family, and how when we're adopted into his family, we have access to our inheritance. And as a part of God's family, we have certain rights, um, just as our, as far as our inheritance, our birthright, and we have rights to things like healing, to things like prosperity, all these blessings that God promised us in the Bible, amen, is our birthright, is, our, is we can lay hold of it, we can grab onto it, because we are a part of his family. <clears throat> I talked about how if, if I was invited to the White House and President Donald Trump said, Randon, I want you to come and eat with me, how that would be a privilege. But if the President of the United States said to Barron Trump, Hey, I want you to come eat with me, it wouldn't be a privilege, it would be a right. Amen. And so we have a right to eat at the table of the Lord. Hallelujah. Sharing conversation with Him, sharing a relationship with Him. Amen. And that's our biggest right. Amen. Is Just being in a relationship with Him. Being, just being close to Him. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah! We have a right to certain things that others don't. And I talked about the adoption of Ryan and Mason. And can we get? Uh, we'll see if we can get Mason's birth certificate up, or Ryan's birth certificate, certificate up here um, right away. And it says it's hard to see, but under parent under parent's name prior to first marriage, it says Angeline Lynn Goodchild. And under parent, it says Rand and Jeffrey Thunderbird. And uh, and so this is my biological son, Ryan. You can see that it's notarized. Um, you can see that there's a date of when it, when it was filed, and you can see that um, it says it says in in, in, uh, in uh, the small print that if there's any alterations, it's no longer it's no longer valid. Only certain people can alter a birth certificate, and so this is Ryan's original birth certificate. We go to Mason's birth certificate. <clears throat> And it says, again, parent's name, prior to first marriage, Angeline Lynn Goodshield. Parent, Randon J. Jay Funderburg. And you see, there's no adoptive before parent. Amen. It looks exact same as Ryan's does. And so, if somebody were asked me, who's Mason's dad? I could say, well, I'm Mason's dad. And nobody can refute that because I have a signed document, and a, a document that Unless, if it's otherwise altered, we no longer becomes is is void, Amen. That looks exactly like Ryan's birth certificate, Amen. And I can say, yeah, I'm, I'm the father of both of these, uh, both of these kids, Amen. And for me, when I when when we we're going through the whole process, you know, it says the same thing on on Ariana's, the same thing on Alora's as well. Um, when we we're going through the whole process, I didn't know that they changed the birth certificate to show that, you know, usually. Um, you know, right there in, in the, you know when they deliver the baby, and, and a couple of days after, they, they write down, you know, the parent at the time of the birth. <laughs> amen. So it's, as, it's almost as if I was there when Mason was born. When we become adopted into the family of God, it's, it's like he was there when we were born. No matter what last name we had, amen, we can see that Mason's has changed to Funderburg. No matter what last name we had before we became a Christian, our last name, our identity, Amen, is now in Jesus. Our identity is in Christ. Amen. Doesn't matter what our identity was before, doesn't matter what our identity was before we got saved. What matters is that we have been claimed, Amen. We've been adopted into the family of God. Hallelujah. We also talked about how we're joint heirs with Christ. So when it comes to access to our inheritance, you know, God shows no partiality to his children, amen. We all have access to the same blessings. We all have access to the same things. And we all have access to the power that Jesus had access to. Amen. When he was working miracles, when he was doing things. In fact, the Bible says that when Jesus went away, the Holy Spirit would come and it would be with us and it would be in us. Amen. And so so the power that Jesus had, the authority through the Holy Spirit, we have the same authority. Amen. And the Bible says that these works that Jesus did, and even greater, amen, the works that Jesus did would be done in us, amen, and that we would have authority and in, in, in through the Holy Spirit. And we talked about, I talked about, um, you know, months ago where how the Holy Spirit is, is inside of us, how we can have a conversation with the Holy Spirit, amen, how the Holy Spirit doesn't sleep, how the Holy Spirit is always accessible, amen. The Holy Spirit can't, doesn't have to just talk to one person at a time. You know, Jesus, you know, if he's talking to Peter and John's trying to get his attention, Jesus is like, wait, John, just wait, I'm talking to Peter. No, the Holy Spirit can talk to multiple people at the same time, amen. He never, has, he never makes us wait as far as being able to converse with him and have a relationship with him and, and tell him our troubles and tell him our successes, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can, we can talk to him just like I'm talking to you right now. Amen. So we all have access to eternity with Him. We all have access to walking in divine healing. And I think that's the difference between, you know, we talked about last, last week too that the ten lepers were all healed, but only one came back and gave their life to Jesus, gave their life to Christ. Amen. The difference between a Christian being healed, or healing with Christians and healing with unbelievers, is that Christians can walk in divine healing. Amen. Amen. So we can walk a life of divine healing where if you don't have relationship, you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you really can't walk in that divine healing, healing all the time. Because you don't know, you might know, oh yeah, somebody healed me one time at a meeting, but you don't know where the healing comes from. You don't understand the power, amen, that, that healed you. As a Christian, we do. We understand that the power comes from the Holy Spirit. That it doesn't come from a man. It doesn't come from the pastor, from the evangelist that prayed for you. Amen. It comes from Jesus. Amen. It comes from the Holy Spirit. So we can walk in divine healing. We can walk in divine protection. Amen. Pastor David and Jeannie, I believe they're walking in divine protection overseas. Hallelujah. They got a word uh, before uh, they left just saying how uh, Jesus, when he was always being attacked by the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the religious folk, he would, they would want to come up to stone him, and he would just slip through them. You know, almost unnoticed, unseen. And one thing they told me was that, that on this trip, it's almost like they've been flying under the radar. This whole trip. The government hasn't bothered them nothing. Anything like that. And that they've been, they've been unnoticed by all the wrong people, and they've been noticed by all the right people. Amen. Amen. God will cause you to be noticed by all the right people, amen, when we walk uh, and we are called according to, to his glory, amen. Amen. We can also also bless others with our inheritance. It goes both ways. We are blessed, but we also become a blessing, amen. God blesses us so we can become a blessing. Have you ever noticed that when God does something in our lives, it's, also, it's always more than enough? Where does the cream go? Where does the, you know... Where does the excess go? Well, it goes towards others. It goes towards others in our sphere of influence. He doesn't just love us enough. No, he loves us um, beyond all understanding. He doesn't just give us peace just for today. He gives us peace that passes all knowledge. Amen. He doesn't just give us enough grace for the sin that, that we commit. But it says, no, where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Amen. And the Bible says that as Christians, we can give grace to people that we want to give grace to. Amen. And we want to be compassionate. We want to show grace towards others. And that is a blessing. That is one of those blessings that Jesus talks about. Amen. Acts 20, 35 says, I have shown you in every way, by laboring like this, that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus, that he said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. So as Christians, part of the blessing is being able to help somebody... ...who need help. Amen. Being able to provide something for somebody who needs provision. Amen. Let's go to Luke 5.30, where it says, But their scribes and Pharisees murmured against the disciples. This is when Jesus was eating with the tax collectors. He says, Why do you eat and drink with publicans and sinners? And Jesus answered and said to them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came to call the righteous, not to call the righteous, but sinners... To repentance. Amen. So giving to somebody who doesn't have much is a blessing. Amen. It's a blessing to us. Not only a blessing to them, but it's a blessing to us. Just think of the freedom. and God gave us eternity in heaven. And to us as the recipient, it's a blessing. Amen. I couldn't imagine where I would be without Jesus in my life. But I guarantee you to God, it's even much more of a blessing that we receive that gift. Amen. He was the giver, I and mean, so as a giver, it says that it's more blessed to give than to receive. I, mean, I think what that means there is that it's it's great to receive, but it's so much more fun to give. Amen. Yeah. I remember when I was younger and we got presents at our house for Christmas and birthdays and different things, and uh, you know every every you know a week before the birthday or the Christmas, I was so excited because I knew I was going to get something from my parents. And, uh, you know, at seven, eight years old, I didn't give anything. I know some, praise God, some seven, eight-year-olds do give to their parents. Amen. I didn't. um, I came along a little slower, I guess. But praise God for, for you children that give gifts to your parents as well. But I know now that when I have birthdays and Christmases for my kids, and I want to give them something good, I'm just as excited and even more excited to give to them and see their expression and to see their reaction when I give it. Amen. And so it's something, as a Christian, we continue to grow in. And then just as a child, it's, it's so much, you know, really when you're a child, it is probably a little more fun to receive than to give. But as we grow, it's just like Christianity. As we grow in the Lord, as we become, um, you know, as we start as, as a child, as a baby, needing milk, and then we grow and we need meat, and we grow into a child, and then an adolescent, and then a young adult, and then a mature Christian... Amen. We realize that it's, it's, it is more blessed and it's more fun to give than to receive. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Giving to someone who doesn't have much is a blessing in and of itself. I mean, it's a blessing to have resources to give. Hallelujah. Yes. If you're skilled in a trade, it's a blessing to be able to use that trade and share it with others. And we got some very generous people in the church that just give their time. Maybe they have an extra snow blower and they, they give that, or they, they have the ability, the physical ability to snow blow somebody's driveway. And so they go and they snow blow a driveway. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's important that we share our abilities, we share our resources with others. Uh, Genesis twelve two, when when the Lord called Abram, he said, I will make you a great nation, I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. In verse 2, it says that he's going to make his name great. He says, I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you. And then later on, it says, and you shall be a blessing. Amen. Hallelujah. It's always reciprocal with the Lord. It's always reciprocal. We want to be blessed, but we want to be a blessed so that we can be a blessing. We want resources, but we we should want resources so we can give out resources. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, a lot of the money that Pastor Dave and Jeannie raise to go on these trips is to bless pastors. Amen. Amen. To bless people that don't have anything. You know, pastors that are trying to preach the gospel to their churches, but maybe don't have uh, transportation. Maybe don't have a bike. You know, some pastors I know. Uh, one of them he's talking about, um, or one couple he, he said drove hours. A couple drove twelve, or took a train twelve hours to hear them teach at a pastors' conference. You know, amen. commitment. Amen. And a lot of these pastors will walk to their churches wherever they are. They might be six miles, they might be ten miles, wherever. Amen. And so being a blessing is important as the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis 13, verse 9 through 11 said, It is is not the whole land before you. So, remember, Abram took Lot, his nephew, and they went out, and their their servants were quarreling. They didn't have enough land for the both of them, and Abram said, There's two spots of land. Take the one that you want. All right, so he says, It's not the whole land before you. Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right, or if you go to the right, I will go to the left. And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt as you go toward Zoar. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of the Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. And I always think, you know, there's a difference between receiving blessings from God and getting greedy. And I always think this was very greedy of Lot. You know, Abram, I'm sure Lot knew that Abram had been called. I'm sure there was conversation along the way that, that Abram was called, it was going to be the father of, of many nations and different things. So Lot took the better part. And I don't think I had this, but can we go to um, verse 12? Genesis 13, uh, 12 here. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent, even as far as Sodom. 13. We'll we'll keep reading through this here. Amen. Hallelujah, I can find it in my Bible, too. I pulled an audible. Amen. Genesis 13, uh, yeah, 13, 13. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked um, and sinful against the Lord. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward, for all the land which you see I give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land uh, through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Hallelujah. Amen. So, in the natural, it looks like Abram probably got the second best. Right, Lot. He lifted his eyes, he saw the watered fields, he saw the plains, it was going to be easy to to, uh, till the ground, it was going to be easy to do harvest and everything like that. And in the natural, it looks like, that Abram got second best. Well, we have to realize that God never gives us second best. Amen. When he's called us, when he's blessed us, he never gives us a second best blessing. Amen. Hallelujah. If we feel like we've been cheated, or if we feel like we've received second best, nothing is impossible with God. Amen. Nothing is impossible with God. If there's a promotion that you really feel like you should have gotten, you feel like it was unfair that you didn't get it, don't worry. God has something better for you. Amen. He has uh, He has good things. The Bible says that he gives us good things. Amen. He wants us to have the best. Hallelujah. God, he will take your land and make it the best. Trust in him. Amen. God only gives top-notch blessings. He doesn't give us second-class blessings. Amen. He gives us top-notch blessings. I talked last week, and Deb, Deb did too, about the prodigal son. And when he came home, Amen. And his father put the best robe on him, gave him the signet ring. Amen. Yeah. Put him in the best sandals. Yeah. Hallelujah. doesn't matter how good or bad we've been. It doesn't matter if we've been away for a long time. It doesn't matter if we've spent all of everything else that we have on prodigal living. Amen. When we come home yeah. and we want to have a, another a relationship with Jesus, amen, he gets out the best for you. Yeah. Amen. No matter what. No matter what you're going through, no matter what your circumstances are. Amen. No matter what anybody has done to wrong you, maybe no matter what you've done to wrong somebody else, amen, when we repent and we come back to Jesus, yes. he has the best for us. Hallelujah. Amen. He wants to give us the best. Let's go to Luke 5, verse 5 here. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the boats so that they began to sink. What if Peter would have said, no, nah, I don't think it's going to work. <clears throat> what if he would have said, no, nah, we've already, you know, we've, we've toiled all night. We haven't caught anything. There's nothing out there, Jesus. We're, no, we're not going to do it. I'm tired. Amen. I want to go home. I want to relax. Amen. No, what did he say? Your, at your word, I will let down the net. If the Lord gives you a word, hold on to the word. No matter how ridiculous it may seem. Because sometimes the Lord will give us a word and it doesn't make sense to us at the time. Sometimes, it, maybe it's for something years down the road. Amen. Maybe sometimes it's, it's something that, well, maybe he tells you you're going to be a great musician or you're going you're to have a skill in this area and you're like, I don't even know how to sing. Or, I don't even know how to play guitar. Or whatever it is. Amen. God will always make a way for his will to be fulfilled in your life. Amen. He will always make a way for your will to be fulfilled. His will to be fulfilled in your life. Amen. Even when the Holy Spirit, if he tells you to do something, it doesn't make sense. Do it anyways. If it seems like it's not going to work, do it anyways. Amen. Amen. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. When you obey the Holy Spirit in the Lord's will, you will be blessed amen when you're obedient the lord loves obedience in the old testament i can't remember what verse but he was talking about sacrifices and how the he didn't like the sacrifice he didn't want the sacrifices he wanted the obedience amen so as christians we can sacrifice and sacrifice and sacrifice amen but the first thing he's called us to do is love if we sacrifice and we don't have love it amounts to nothing we can sacrifice all of our time we can give all of our money to the poor Amen. We uh, it says in that verse too that we can go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but if we don't have love, it profits us nothing. Amen. Amen. So be obedient before be obedient before being sacrificial. Amen. Amen. You can sacrifice without being obedient, but it's hard to be obedient without sacrifice. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. See so yeah, when you obey the Holy Spirit and the Lord's will, you will be blessed. And he's a jealous, jealous God. Like, he wants to bless us. He wants to be the one to bless us. Amen. Nikos shared a, a wonderful word on this earlier, uh, later last, last year. And uh, just talking about, again, Abraham. Genesis 14, 23. It says, that I will take nothing from a thread to the sandal strap, and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abr- Abram rich. Amen. God wants to bless us. Amen. He wants to be shown, he wants to be seen as our Father who gives all to us. Amen. Trust in the Lord for, for provision. Amen. Like I said earlier, there's a difference between God using someone to bless you or taking and receiving something out of greed. The Bible is very clear on, on both and what each is. 1 Timothy 6.5 says, Useless wranglings of men and corrupt minds and destitute of the truth who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. Who suppose that godliness, being godly. And you, you see this, you see this, I'm, I won't name your name, but you see this in the body of Christ, where people want to use godliness to, to gain for themselves. There's a, there's a false sense of spirituality that people will use and exploit for their own personal gains. <clears throat> and it says, from such withdraw yourself. So if we're just using our faith just to get gain, we're doing it wrong, right? If we give a tithe as an offering just because we believe we're going to get more in return, we're doing it wrong. Amen? The Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah. The only way we can be cheerful is from the heart. Yeah. Just like in the Old Testament, all the sacrifices and everything that were done were external. They had to go out and physically do them. In the New Testament, God looks at the heart. Amen? If we, if we don't turn, you know, where um, what's, the, what's the verse say? Um, where our heart is, there's also our treasures. Um, but if we don't have our heart in something, amen, if we don't have it turned the right way, it's not going to, it's not, we're doing it wrong, amen, because the, the Lord looks at the heart. He looks at the inside. He looks at what what we're thinking and what we're believing, what we feel, amen. And when I say feel, I don't mean, you know, we don't go by feelings, but he wants to know what's inside of us, Amen. He wants to see what our intentions are, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If we give tithes and offering just because we believe, we'll get more, we're doing it wrong. Amen. Even though the Lord promised in Malachi that he will pour out us a blessing such that there's not room enough to receive it, it doesn't mean that's the reason that we give. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants us to give with a good heart. Verse 6 in the same, in the same chapter here. Now, godliness with contentment is great gain we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing with these, we shall be content. Hallelujah. So being content with what we have, and knowing that our Lord provides us, what we need is gained for us. Amen? The passage isn't saying that Christians can't be wealthy. It's not saying that Christians can't be well off. But we don't want to trust, amen, in, in our godliness to get us gained. I mean, we want to trust in the Lord. I mean, because when we trust in godliness, it's, all the point, fingers are pointed towards us, amen? So we're saying, okay, so if I do this, then I'll get rich. If I do this, then I'll have this. You know, If I will do this, then um, the Lord will provide. No, we look at the Lord all the time, amen? Verse 9, But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root, is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness, and perceive themselves uh, through with many sorrows. Verse eleven, though, what do we want to pursue? But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, pursue godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Amen. So instead of pursuing, you know, a lot of times we'll pursue something that we think is right, but it's really, we don't realize if we pursued something else, the Lord would just add that onto us anyways. If we pr- pursue godliness and we pursue right- righteousness, amen. We do this because we love the Lord, but there is a decree in the Bible that says that these other things will be added to you. These other things will be given in return, amen. Hallelujah. This is what we should pr- pursue before riches. First Timothy six seventeen, a little ways down says, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, which gives us richly all things to enjoy. So we trust in the Lord who gives us everything richly. Amen. He blesses us richly in all things, not just in finances. Amen. He wants us to enjoy everything that he gives us. If we should, if we should enjoy what he gives us, it means he gives us good things. Amen. If I, If I enjoy a gift, it means that it was a good gift. Amen. So if we can enjoy richly everything that he's given us, it means that he gives us good things. Hallelujah. And we should receive those things with humility. We aren't boastful about it. Amen. we don't have to flaunt it. Hallelujah. James says, "Do not be deceived; every good and every perfect gift is from above, and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning." Hallelujah. So he doesn't there's no shadow, there's no hidden agenda with G, with God. I mean, he wants to give us good things because he wants to give us good things. Amen? Hallelujah. When we humble ourselves before the Lord in our request, it opens up the door to receive more of his grace. James 4, 6, and 10 says, But he gives more grace, therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. He wants us to be humble in all of our dealings. He wants us to be humble with our families and with our friends and our jobs. Amen? Hallelujah. So many times because we ask for good things, and the correct things he blesses us in other ways that maybe we didn't ask for. Amen. So many times things come to us when we're trying when we're not trying to get them. Let's go to First Kings three. I love this verse. Uh, it's when uh, Solomon has just been declared king. First uh, Kings three five, and then we'll skip down to nine. But it says at Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, "Ask what shall I give you." And then in verse nine he says, "Therefore." Give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon asked this thing. Then God said to him, because you have asked this thing, because you asked for wisdom, because you didn't ask for personal gain, amen, and have not asked for long life for yourself, you have not asked for riches for yourself, nor have you asked for the life of your enemies, you ask for your understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your word. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any like you arise after you. And also, I have given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings all your days. So if you walk in my ways, keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. So we see that Solomon, he was wise before he even asked for wisdom. He was wise to ask for wisdom. Amen. The Bible says, whoever lacks wisdom, let him ask a God who gives to all liberally without reproach. Hallelujah. And so, again, we don't ask for wisdom just so we can get the other gains. Amen. But we ask for wisdom because it's the right thing to do. You know, the, the, the world has a really big problem with doing the right thing. You just see different things in the world, United States and abroad, and you see that that the world just has a, uh, they're just not good at doing the right thing, amen? As Christians, we want to be good at doing the right thing. We want to be good at doing the godly thing. No matter what pressures we get from the outside, no matter what temptations we have, we always want to do the right thing. doesn't mean we're going to be perfect, we're always going to do it, but the Lord desires that of us, amen? He wants us to do the right thing for him. Amen. He wants us to further his kingdom, to further his will. And if we stick to the Bible, amen, more often than not, we're going to be right in the perfect will of God. More often than not, we're going to get a revelation or a word of what he wants us to do in any situation. Amen. And the Holy Spirit helps us. The Holy Spirit talks to us and guides us and steers us, amen, into the truth, into the righteousness. Amen. We need wisdom in every aspect of life. The Bible says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. We just talked about that. If you give a wise person and an unwise person the same amount of money, who do you think will profit from it more? Probably the wise person, amen? The unwise person will probably spend it foolishly. Unwisely, obviously. Amen? Hallelujah. If we walk wisely, other things will be added to us. Amen? Not just finances, but in Solomon's case, honor and a long life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You'll be, you know, a lot of, just, we're just human, right? So we want to be respected. Amen. We want to be um, we want to be chosen for different, you know, sports teams if you're into that sort of thing. I know that was for me when we had, uh, you know, when I was younger and we picked teams. You know, I never wanted to be the last person. I always wanted to be the first person. Amen. He gives things to us. And I might not ask for it. I might ask for wisdom instead of Finances, or might ask for wisdom instead of a good relationship, you know. But as we grow in wisdom, as we walk in wisdom, all these things that we didn't expect will be added to us. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God wants us to use wisdom in receiving and using the blessings that He's given us. And it's the most important things as Christians to have wisdom. And Pastor Dave's illustrated before if you have a $20 bill, that $20 bill is amoral, which means it's, never, it's neither good nor bad. You know, It's just there. It's just a $20 bill. And somebody can use it for good, somebody can use it bad, for bad, but that, that bill is amoral. In our life, we have different resources. We have different things that are amoral. And then we can choose to use it for good or bad. Amen? We see it all the time how the world wants to pervert the blessings of God. We see, you know, all around us, we have blessings from the Lord. You know, technology is a blessing from God, Amen. To give us the minds, people, the minds to figure out technology, and and um, I know it wasn't clear today, but but last week when Pastor Dave and Jeannie called in, the clarity of of the call was amazing. They're halfway around the world, and the clarity and the clarity of the call was really good. You know, I wish I could have used it today uh, as an example, but I can't. Amen. But all these things that God has blessed us with. Amen. And the, and, and the world tries to pervert those things. Amen. God gave us marriage. The world tries to pervert marriage. Amen. God gave us, um, you know, the, the ability to adopt and to foster um, kids. Here, You know, anywhere in the world. The world wants to pervert that. You know, there's just different things. You know, the Lord gives us finances so that we can be a blessing. The world tries to pervert that. There's so many things that God blesses us with that the world wants to pervert. Amen. Music, sports, intimacy are all blessings from God that can be perverted. Amen. So even if we ask for a blessing and we receive a blessing, we want to ask for wisdom. How do we use this blessing that you've given me? And we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Amen. But even these physical blessings, how should I use these physical blessings that you've given me? Amen. And he'll tell you. James four three says, you ask and you're not received because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. The blessings that God has for us aren't just for us and to further our agenda. Amen. It's not just for us to use and to further our agenda. Amen. It's to further his will. Amen. In fact, when we ask, it should be according to his will. Last scripture here, verse, 1 John 5.14 uh, in the Amplified Extended It says, and this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness which we have in him. We are sure that if we ask anything and make any request according to his will, which means in agreement with his own plan, he listens to us and he hears us. And if, since we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted us as our present possession, the request made of him. I love the last line. Granted us as our present possession. I think of healing. You know, that's, the, that's the big one that comes to me. Is, is It says, by his stripes we were healed. So we request, we ask the Lord for healing. Amen. We, we believe for healing and we, we receive it as if it's our present possession. Because it is. As a, one of our rights is healing. Amen. And so we have it as a present possession. So when we ask of the Lord, when you want, you know, just like Jacob, when he said, bless me, when he's wrestling with the angel of the Lord, capital A angel, amen, and he said, bless me. You know, he wanted that blessing now. Amen? He he knew that he had a right to that blessing as one of God's chosen people. Amen? Same thing with us. When we ask for a blessing, ask for it as if it's in your present possession. Ask for it as if you already have it. Receive, receive it as if you already have it. Amen. Thank the Lord for it as if you already have it. Amen. You're looking to be healed of, of something? When you pray, receive it as if you already have the healing. Amen. You're looking for a need for transportation or a job? Receive it as if you already have it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we just thank you for just your love to us. We thank you that you love us so much, that you give us good things, that you bless us with every spiritual blessing. Hallelujah. That you can that, that anything that you've started in us, you're faithful to complete it. Hallelujah. We thank you for the good things that you have for us, Lord. Ah, thank you, Jesus. The good things that you have for our families, Father. I just declare blessings in Jesus' name. Whatever a need is in this In this congregation, Lord, I just declare that blessing for that need in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. That they can claim it, that they can receive it, that we all can have it because you say in your word that we can claim it as our present possession, Lord. And so, Father, we thank you just as we go this afternoon that people are blessed, Lord, that there's a hedge of protection around people as they travel home. Any other travels, Father? We thank you for this week lord a hedge of protection we thank you for a protection around finances we thank you for a protection around health we thank you for a protection around relationships and families lord that broken relationships are restored in jesus name that the sick are made well in jesus name that the poor are made rich in jesus name we praise you lord and we thank you we thank you for a great message that's going to happen tonight as well lord and uh, we give you all the honor and all the glory in jesus name amen hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. Well, come on out tonight again for Pastor Frank. It's going to be a good word, and you are dismissed. Amen. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616.